When did you get your first phone? Uh, I was in fifth grade and I got it for Christmas. Do you use your phone during school? Um, yes, I do, and I use it to talk to my friends and go on social media. Does your phone distract from you being successful in school? Uh, I'd say sometimes, but usually not. And do you ever have your study time compromised by being on your phone, or do you ever get like distracted where you're doing homework and then you end up on your phone? Uh, yes. My phone is a big distraction to me while I am doing school. The constant notifications steal my attention. How many times I pick up my phone to look at the time and end up a mile deep on Instagram and never even look at the time. I find myself rewarding myself these phone breaks. Oh, I did 30 minutes of homework, now I can watch TikTok for an hour. My phone messes with my ability to focus, especially in school. Now, if you ask most high school or college students, they will say having a phone in class is helpful, which yes, the internet is very helpful. And there's a lot of resources that back in the day they probably didn't have. And it's a lot easier to get information at the touch of our fingers. But in my opinion, it does more than harm than good to be sitting doing homework with your phone facing up beside you. Ironic how I had to force myself to get off my phone to do this podcast. I found an article about phones in the classroom. The article was about a survey conducted to see if students saw their phones as a help or hurt to their academic success. It was found that most don't see it as an issue. I, on the other hand, feel as though the presence of my phone is even a distraction. It is way too easy to get sidetracked scrolling through TikTok or texting a friend or online shopping. This article changed my view from we're addicted to our phones to do we not realize how addicted to our phones we are? I'm not immune to the worldwide screen addiction. In fact, I decided to research this topic in hopes of helping my phone addiction or understanding it better. Sadly, my phone has the opposite in mind. The truth is, social media platforms and tech companies are actually working hard to make us more addicted. You may think that they want you to be less addicted by putting screen times and restrictions on things, but an article called Apple won't help you with your phone addiction by Jennifer Grove, quote, it's not a fair fight and the design principles used by these companies absolutely outclass any of our self-developed limits. We have to remember that behind those apps are people trying to make as much money as physically possible. They aren't worried about your mental health or your time consumption on these apps. They'll do anything for your attention. In today's world, the vast majority of people carry a cell phone on them. We're so connected to each other, you'd think. And I say it like that because I actually feel the opposite. 
I'm not the only one who feels this way. I came across this article called Antisocial Social Media about a guy and social media's presence in his life. He grew up in the mid-1990s, early 2000s, and explained, quote, Soon group meetings and gatherings transformed into group chats. Hanging out became texting for hours. Showing support for someone changed to a mere thumbs up. Smartphones arrived soon after, and it looked as if Everyone had been transformed into a new world, a virtual world, which was in many ways less social than our real world. At first, it doesn't make sense how we are less social if we are all connected. It means we are slowly losing that face-to-face real connection. We live in a world where your social media presence somewhat defines you, and we judge our lives based off what we see on social media. I think sometimes we lose sight of the reality behind social media. We, and by we I include myself, and can say it's probably true for most people, are addicted to perfecting our platforms and posting the most perfect pictures and taking as many pictures as physically possible until one turns out perfect. And on social media, you don't see the hundred of thousands of fails, you see the one perfect picture. And we want to create this image of ourselves through social media. We judge ourselves based off the likes and the followers that we get. One of my biggest concerns is how social media affects our relationships with friends, family, partners, etc. An article called How Smartphone Addiction is Ruining Your Relationship, quote, Isn't it annoying and rude if your partner pays more attention to their phone than you on a date or in fact all the time? We have all seen or experienced this. You're out to dinner and you see kids sucked into their phones and seem to never look up. This is something for myself I try to be conscious about and try not to do. Not only does it take you out of the moment, it also makes those around you feel unimportant. Living in the moment is so important and sometimes rare nowadays. Do you have your phone on you right now? I do not, it's broken. How does not having your phone make you feel? Um, it's not the best, because I can't really text my friends and figure out anything to do. It's raining outside too, there's not much really to do. And I even wanted to play video games, but I can't even text my friends to play, so. Do you feel disconnected? Yeah, that's a way to say it. So, my brother's phone broke. He is someone I don't really see with much of a phone addiction. He calls me downstairs and asks me for my phone. He immediately calls one of his friends. I also notice he is texting people off our mom's computer. He seems desperate. He acknowledges the fact that he feels disconnected. He also says he wants to play video games with his friends, but he can't contact them. It sounds like he has nomophobia or no mobile phone phobia. I found an article that explains the four aspects of nomophobia as, quote, being unable to communicate, being unconnected, being unable to access information, and being inconvenienced. Now, it sounds like this is exactly how he's feeling right now. 
and I've definitely felt this way. Oftentimes when my phone is either broken or dead or even without service, I do the same thing, ask someone to use theirs. As stupid as it sounds to be somewhat fearful without our phones, I definitely experience a moment of panic. My daily average screen time is four hours and 42 minutes roughly 24 hours a week, with 10 of those hours being spent on social media, one hour on shopping. Most of my screen time is spent on social media. As much as I would like to deny that and act like I'm perfect and above the addiction, I'm not. But I've come to terms throughout this podcast. I mean, seriously, what am I getting out of four hours of social media a day? And Wow, I pick up my phone on average of 165 times a day, It's nearly consuming me. All these things, screen time, nomophobia, constant phone breaks, and altered moods as a result of social media point to a phone addiction, which I probably have. As obvious as it sounds, it seems a lot more complicated to me than just getting rid of my phone. An article called Are Our Teens Hooked, an article by Sharon Blumberg, says, He advises that social networking infiltrates our life. We must remember that it is here to serve us positively. I would love to say that all social media brings to my life is positive. However, it takes away my time, sometimes lowers my self-esteem, and even stresses me out and takes time away from my academics. I think as a society, we need to take a step back and stop letting it control us. We need to control it. As technology advances, we have to be cautious. I, for one, want social media to be a positive thing in my life. So maybe it is time for me to put my phone down and live in the moment. Now, I don't think my phone addiction or even yours will go away overnight. But I hope listening to this podcast gave you insight about the effects and signs of a phone addiction. Now it's time to put your phone down and be productive. Thanks for listening.